Welcome to Timberwolves, the podcast where getting nervous is not in our blood. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 13, lucky number 13. Here we are again, Scott. It's welcome, been a fun welcome. week. It's been a fun week since we last saw each other. Absolutely. The Wolves are playing well, and uh, upon us is the All-Star break. Always fun. I've enjoyed the All-Star break uh, for so long now. All the festivities of the weekend, seeing uh, all the players from inter- different teams interact with each other. You know, watching Shaq use a handheld camcorder to record the dunk contest. <laughs> I love every part of it. Yeah, there's lots of fun to happen. I hope um, I hope uh, you're listening to this uh, on the weekend, uh, maybe right as this episode is coming out, because uh, we're going to talk about a lot about the All Star Game this week. And if you're listening on Monday, it'll be more of a a, a recap, I guess, you where can, we predict what's going to happen. In, you can see if we were right or wrong. About, yeah, yeah. About there you go. But before we get to All Star stuff, Scott, let's talk about the nice week that the Wolves just had. Uh, they beat uh, three good teams in uh, the Clippers, the Bulls, and um, the other night against the Raps. Three playoff um, teams. Yeah, had had a bunch of good wins. Um, Bulls very decimated by injuries right now. Yeah, no Jimmy Butler, um, no a bunch of other guys. Raps were pretty guys. healthy, and uh, you know the Clippers were only missing Blake. Yeah, yeah. Only so, missing their best player, but still, you hey. know, they've been playing pretty well without him. <laughs> and then it, it's funny because we lost to the Pelicans and the Lakers in that stretch. Which is really how I would love the rest of the season to go, where we beat good teams, and then we lose to the teams that we're chasing in the lottery standings. That's right. That's what we're saying about this team. They play up, and they play down to the team. So, uh, you know, if if, if uh, we just continue to do that, we'll, we'll have it. I call those the Lakers and the Pelicans games must-lose games, and we did. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Pelicans playing a little better these days. They, they pounded us uh, on Monday, but uh, we bounced back with the uh, last game before the All-Star break and, and uh, had one of our better wins of the season, I would say, with uh, Toronto uh, coming into Target Center. And uh, we stuck with them pretty much for the whole game. It was, it was good. It was a good one. Can, you, um, can I tell you what my favorite part of this has been? Yeah, the, the last little winning streak uh, yeah. last week or 10 days or so. Yeah. The end of Zach Levine as point guard. It's, we're getting a it's lot a of Zach Levine at shooting guard. Yeah, it's he's a playing with Ricky and Andre's playing uh, for the bench. Yeah, and so now Zach Levine's getting all of his minutes at shooting guard, and it's a beautiful thing. I bet he just feels a, a, a weight lift off his shoulders. Right. It's just it's it's very clear how he struggles with coming down the court and trying to set up the offense and run the offense. Mm. When he's a shooting guard, he just grabs the ball and rips it. You know, he just takes a shot or runs through, it. and he still makes some smart passes as a shooting guard, but. Uh, he feels he looks like he's way more comfortable there. Yeah, not as many turnovers the last like ten days, uh, you know. And I think a lot of that has to do with that—the fact that Andre Miller's running the show for for big minutes, and Ricky's in there, you know, when um, you know for a little bit of time too, when when Zach's playing. So um, it's amazing out. how much better I feel about Zach's future when you yeah. get to watch him just play shooting guard. You know, that's the thing is like we had to go through the tough times of of last season. 16 wins of basically just having Zach be the point guard, yep. you know, the whole year with Ricky being out and Subtle stuff. Tanking. So you get that, and then you get the first half of the season where Smith was playing him at the point guard again, kind of a trial by fire, just getting you out there. Uh, we were trying reps. to get, we we're trying to get Kmart enough shooting guard minutes so we could trade him. Now I think we've kind of given yeah. up on that. So yeah. it's just like, whatever. so it's great to have Zach in, um, you know, what most people believe is his natural position, the shooting guard, and and that's that's helped things a lot. I really can't. Uh, wait, like, I, I, and I see these young talents, and I think about how good they can be in a few years. 
I can't wait to see their what their bodies will become in the next few years because mm. uh, Britt Robson has pointed this out before. When Zach plays shooting guard, that means Wiggins plays small forward. Yep. And each of them have to, their bodies are undersized compared to the average weight and height of a person at that position. <laughs> yep. I mean, Levine's tall, Wiggins is tall, but they're rail thin. And so it's going to be a few years until they put on all that like man muscle that will come with time. I'm not ever going to say they're ever going to look like a Baca, but if you look at what Ke- uh, Kevin Durant looks like now compared to like five seasons ago, you can tell that he's added like muscle sure. and just ha- he's more solid. And I think that we definitely need that for Levine and Wiggins before either of them will excel. Two other players who've been playing well, Scott Gorgie and Cat, teaming up together to really, really show some things over the last over the last two weeks or so. I mean, their combined numbers every night are just eye popping, crazy rebounds and and uh, and points numbers, blocks, massive uh, minutes too. They're playing together yeah it's it's really something and again we talked about this last week with kind of peck and kg both being out sort of by necessity um a lot of the you know um, uh, carl anthony towns and gorgie jang uh pairings but it's turned out it's turned out nice uh, is gorgie possibly the, the starting power forward or center of of you know the next couple of years the wolves he's kind of showing out right now Right now, it looks like it could work. Yeah. If, they, if they continue to play this well together, um, then yeah, it does look like they can uh, start next to each other, which is incredible because I had always thought of Gorgie's ultimate role on this team to be a, a very, very, very solid backup big. Sure. Like a backup big you're happy to have coming in. Yeah. And uh, big ideally, money backup. ideally, you get a little flexibility. You'll have a you know rotation that includes somebody like Bielitsa who can stretch the floor. Right. So that way, I liked what uh, Toronto had done when we were playing them on Monday. They always had DeRozan or Lowry on the floor at one time. Oof. And so you never have a drop off from like a scorer who can handle the ball. Right. And I think uh, Sam was doing this a little bit on Monday night, the most he could. It's tough with uh, Garnett hurt and Pekovich hurt to do the minutes right but always leaving either cat or gorgie on the court at all times and that that's nice because cat can sit while gorgie plays gorgie can sit while cat plays yeah and i think that's just great because you never have a drop off really with what you're doing you know close to the rim Got and so up that rotation i would like to have flexibility maybe you start with them and then when you need more scoring and spacing you throw in bielitsa or whoever is better than him that will come along <laughs> in the future and be our stretch for power forward of the future whoever that is right i think i think that there uh there's a need still for a power forward position because both towns and uh gorgie are a little out of position at the power forward they can play sure. it but when it, you go up against someone like ryan anderson we saw what happened Yes, yeah. he torched us. He torched us on Monday night. That was that was wild. So we still need someone to be that kind of stretch guy, but it could be a 1A and 1B, you know, as far as I'm concerned. You right. Know? Yeah, and that's, you know, I think that's the value in these wins and that those kind of things that the, that uh, Kat and Gorgie have been showing these last couple of weeks is, you know, to show what could be and to kind of give you an example of, you know, if you do, ex- uh, you know, choose to extend Gorgie and, you know, bring him back for the next foreseeable future what your what your front line could be and i think that's valuable to be able to see that and see those two guys succeed together um so we'll see hopefully that's something for the future it's as and as fun as this this past week has been i, I understand some of this is due to the injuries in the front court but uh let's not play them 40 minutes a game for like <laughs> let's not have average i'm happy to see it when we're down to the wire against a good team like yep. the bulls we have a shot to win of course play them play them the extra stretch they're, they're young and they can take it but let's just keep watching that minute average because there's no use in giving Gorgie or Cat foot problems. This That's season, right. You know? Too early for that. Hopefully, because uh, you know what it reminds me of is when seeing these numbers, like both guys having double doubles, having both twenty and ten, 
it reminds me of Peck and KG. I mean, Peck and Love when they worked together so much. You yeah. know, when they were really going off the Bruce Brothers era. <laughs> they were on the court together all the time. They would both have 20 and 10, you know, and that was uh, that's crazy to get those kind of numbers out of your front court. And right. now we're on the precipice of getting that again. Well, let's hope KG or Peck comes back after the long all star break. Here's here. the thing KG and Peck, I mean, Love and Peck, excuse me, Love and Peck. Way bit worse at defense than Gorgie Towns combo. Yes. What yes. a defensive difference. Yeah, we got some shot blockers now. We're different different squad up front. Scott, uh, speaking of all-star, let's run down some of the stuff here. We got uh, Timberwolves players in, in all pretty much all the events except for the Except for the big game, the big, big game. That's uh but come on, that's kind of boring anyways. Yeah, it's, that's, it's the whatever. most boring part of All-Star Week. It really is. It's it's something that you can watch and enjoy, but it's not like appointment viewing necessarily. Yeah, like you know? I think like my favorite thing that happened at an all-star game like last year was Dirk dunked like he caught that alley-oop from Steph and dunked yeah, it yeah like that was the best part the I never remember out. I never remember who wins or what kind of crazy dunks there are but right just like those meme worthy remember moments. old old person moments yeah uh let's start with rising stars challenge uh that is Friday night uh we have the USA team versus the world team Carl Anthony Towns Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine from the Wolves are participating we're on the record as who we like to win the game. Uh, Scott's Team USA, I believe, and I am uh, thinking. You know, I'll give the I'll give the edge to the World Squad. What else are we looking for in this game, Scott? What are, we, what are you looking forward to with these young dudes running up and down the court? What's the combined score going to be total? Oh, combined score oh, over under three hundred twenty combined points. Ooh, you, that's a good that's a good place to set the line. If I would have said over, if you said three hundred. It's about one. Tw- it's about one sixty. I'm going to still pick the over. I'm going to yeah. pick the over on three twenty combined points. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I think they could do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach Levine said in that. Uh, I hope you've seen it by now. If not, check out the Timberwolves Entertainment Network on Timberwolves.com. They had a sit down with Cat and Wiggins and Levine talking about the All Star break. Yeah, very candid and just loose kind of conversation about each of the events. And Levine said he was going to score fifty in the Rising <laughs> Stars game. Which, he said you won't be surprised if I scored fifty of it. Which I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if anyone scored Fill fifty up, in that game. There's a no defense, you know, kind of rule. It's just who wants it, you yep, know. Yep, yep. I think having so many Timberwolves guys in the game helps our players because they feel more comfortable just playing like it's a playground. Yeah, they're not like the one representative from their team, kind of being nervous on the bench or like. <laughs> They got people to trash talk and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny also in that trash talking video because Levine talked about guarding Wiggins. <laughs> and Wiggins like, you're not going to guard me. And he said because they already know each other's moves. But honestly, because it's a rising star challenge. There's no defense played in these. Yeah, you're not going to play no There's deep. no defense at all. It's all about the gifts for Twitter where yep. you'll see people doing crazy dunks. We'll see some insane dunks from Levine, some alley-oops and stuff that are yeah. just silly. Full court alley-oops, like bounce pass alley-oops maybe right. off the oh, backboard. Oh man, when Wall threw that bounce pass alley-oop <laughs> to Griffin a couple years back, that was, that's why I enjoy the Rising Stars Challenge. It's just a lot of fun. It's really wild. Lots of, lots of running up and down the court, lots of high-flying dunks. Should be a fun game. Uh, three Timberwolves players. I just don't see a lot of off. these guys taking their minutes. I think it's going to yeah. be a Timberwolves MVP again because you're saying you're looking at the other other players. I'm looking at the squads, and I think that like D'Angelo Russell's a little worrying. Yeah, maybe maybe he's going to have some you know some bruised balls, and so he won't be able to <laughs> play full out. But like Alfred's not going to score enough because uh, he can't shoot. Jabari's not going to have the ball in his hands enough. Same with Jaleel. I just think that like Rodney Hood, Devin Booker, these are guys that are not going to, uh, Marcus Smart, these are guys that are not going to fill it up and challenge Levine and Towns for, 
you know, leading scorer. Yeah, on after the US Townsend squad. Wiggins, it's I, Russell is the only one I'm worried about. He yeah, fill it up. He's like a Kyrie, a Kyrie Irving kind of wild card. I could see a Porzingis night too. I could see. I could, a, see, I could see a bunch of threes from Porzingis and seeing that happen. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one. What I what one. I really want to do see is just like Cat dunking dunking on someone, then making an angry <laughs> face and you know stomping over him, like doing the Tyrone loose step over him. You know, right? Okay, good. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can see some of that. Also, one more thing we're hoping to see. Yes, some Friday. dope jerseys. Let's last hope. year the jerseys were so cool. You have the Wiggins one from yes. last year's Rising Star. It looked like a skyline. Yes, very beautiful jerseys. We have not seen one yet this year, which makes us speculate that it's, they might just go back to having the rookies wear their own team's jerseys. Yeah, home and away. Yeah, like, team uh, jerseys. I don't want that to happen. I want a special, you know, Towns Canadian jersey or Wiggins Canadian Come jersey. On. You're going to sell some jerseys. You can sell more jerseys if you do it this Hopefully way. Hopefully we're wrong. You'll know if we're wrong by the time you listen to this, probably. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. But we'll we are tweet hoping. about it. We'll tweet about it once we see him for sure. Yes. Saturday night, Scott, Skills Challenge kicks it all off. Um, they got rid of the Shooting Stars Challenge, which, uh, you know, combined NBA uh, superstars with veterans and WNBA superstars. That's gone I'm, now. I'm angry because, yeah. I mean, I understand. Team Bosch won every year. It felt like such an appetizer. It, it was an appetizer, but, like, you're telling me just when we're going to be able to get, like, the Towns, Maya Moore. Once KG retires, we can have KG. Do KG, Towns, Maya Moore. That's an epic team. That's what I'm saying. I'm disappointed they had to cut it before we had our turn to unseat Bosch and crew. But I understand. Bosch was just too good. They had to take care of it. Yeah. So Skills Challenge kicks it all off this time around. A nice wrinkle. They got the bigs in there now. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, and Demarcus Cousins um, are all in there for the bigs. And then they also have four kind of like point guard, shooting guard types. On the other side of the bracket, finally saw the bracket today. Did you see that today, Scott, the bracket? They have all the little guys on one side and yes. all the big guys on the other side, so there will be a Tolly versus Smalley in the final. I like it because even if you win the big, I just don't see how the bigs are going to be able to face up in a, essentially a speed competition. I know it's skills, passing, and, and dribbling, and shooting, but... It's really a speed contest. I'll tell you how. Uh, slow and steady. <laughs> slow and steady winning the race. Who was it last year that got, most like Brandon Knight or someone, who got way ahead of the crew, and then he couldn't sink his three-point shots because they went head-to-head at the same time yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, they go same time. And uh, so he just couldn't hit his shot, and it gave Patrick Beverly a chance to just come up, and he had his first three and won. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the guards can get a little ahead of themselves. They go a little too fast sometimes. You can see them not take it as seriously as I think some of these big guys will take it. Right. Okay, so so in the first round, Carl Anthony Towns, unfortunately, has to go up against who I think is the favorite, who would be J- Draymond Green. Um, in in the first round, uh, winners of, of of that would face off against Anthony Davis and uh, DeMarcus for the, for, you know, for, for the Bigs championship. It all comes down to the pass. You got to nail the pass. Because I think, I think, you know, Green and Towns, they're both going to hit their first three. Yep. Do you have to do a free throw on the other end? Uh, maybe it's like an Jump, elbow jumper yeah. or something. Yeah, I just I think it comes down to who who makes their pass. If yep. you can make your first pass and the other guy struggles, that's where it's at. Yeah, so I think Towns can do it. T- Towns has to be Draymond, and then uh, AD. Um, it's probably not, it's so. not easy on either side of the bracket. No, so, you know, no. <laughs> it should be fun to watch Cat, you know, face off and and hopefully make it to the finals to face a point guard. <laughs> I think he's taking it home. I think he wants it. Oh, he wants to bring hardware home. That'd be amazing. And who am I to say the rookie of the year can't do it? Moving on, to, um, let's talk about three point contest. Even though you know we don't have any Timberwolves players in there, do you have a favorite? In the squad, we got Steph Curry. I mean, he's, I'm gonna say he won it last year. Clay Thompson, Lowry, Redick. 
lots of lots of different guys. Who are you thinking? Reddick. You going Reddick? Embarrassed last year, a laughing stock. Wow. Social media let him have it. He had so many foot on the line threes that they started waving off threes that he made <laughs> because he was stepping on the line. He was so embarrassed about it. He was, he was gracious about it. Had some funny tweets about it afterwards. But he's back for blood this time. I don't think anyone wants it more than J.J. Redick, who's been having an amazing season, by the way. Yeah. I think he's healthy. I think he's determined. And I, I just think that he's the favorite in this contest. Yeah. He, you know, Redick, you know, he's got one of the best, you know, the, you know shooting percentages this year. Um, having cr- a killer year. Yeah. Looking, looking at him now, it's, it's hard, hard to go against uh, the Redick this year. Who do I want to take outside of the box? Maybe outside of the Steph Curry, uh, you know, uh, Clay Thompson. I'm gonna go with the big man, Chris Bosh. Hopefully he can. Ooh. Hopefully he can get it done. I like that. Uh, There's not been a big man who's won it since Love, right? Yeah, Love was unless the last. Durant won it the year after Love. Yeah, I don't I'll think forget. Dirk's ever won. Durant. I don't think Durant's won it. I mean, I'm, so I want Chris Bosh to win it. That'd be fun to see six ten seven footer. Well, or you know, he's gonna step have to, in and win. He's not uh, like we said. They took the shooting stars challenge out, so he. <laughs> can't be, you know, hitting all these half-court shots. So he's got to just put that range into a different channel. He's got to get his trophy somehow. That's right. Uh, all right. Time for the time for the dunk contest, Scott. Or We're as Andrew Wiggins dunking. calls it, the dunk off. The dunk. <laughs> the dunk off. He called it, it several times in the video. And Levine looks at him like it's an insult. Or yeah, something. Like, like, dunk yeah, off. It's it, like, what do, you, what do you want? Like, it is. Like, I, think, I think both Wiggins, like, we've all had friends like this where there's, like, the quiet guy in your group who, like... <laughs> Whenever he talks a lot, you kind of look at each other because you're like, the quiet guy spoke up. You can tell there's that relationship in that, in that threesome. Yeah. Where, like, Levine's just trying to get any kind of personality out of Wiggins. He's like, you can have maple syrup? You like pancakes? And Wiggins is just like, yeah. Yeah, yep. I really do. Yeah, like Levine goes like, I should have won that MVP. You know, you took that MVP from me if we had only won. He goes, I think I deserved it. I, I tried pretty hard. I tried pretty hard. <laughs> so, a great metric. Uh, uh, you know, I did it because I tried hard. On yeah, that he one. did try really hard. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, so yeah, dunk off. We uh, who else is it? Is Andre Drummond, uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. And uh, Will Barton, Will the Thrill Barton. Wow, Will Barton. Uh, he's the only one I think we got to be worried about, just because he's tiny, and it's always fun to watch tiny guys jump big. Yeah, yeah, he for can get sure. Some ups, but I don't think he. I don't know if he has the creativity. Right. I, I was watching some of the NBA TV slam dunk marathon today. <laughs> yeah, who'd you see? Ooh, it started in the 99 one is when I tuned uh, in with Kobe. Oh, yeah. It's weird to think Kobe won. Carr was in like the finals against Car. Kobe. Yeah. Austin from the Wolves. Car. Yeah. Austin Carr? Yeah, wearing a Wolves jersey. Wow. And then uh, they went 2000, which was Vince. Then they went the year yeah. after where Seattle Supersonics guy? It was a bad one. It was a really oh. bad one. And then the year after they were doing like uh, spin the wheel. And you have to, oh, like, awful. it depends on what era it lands yeah, on. You have to do that wheel. kind of dunk. Yeah. yeah. They're always experimenting with the format <laughs> and it went through some bad times, but it really just showed me like how uncreative a lot of those dunks of those era were. Like right. Vince did four creative dunks and yep. it was amazing. But like seeing a lot of these guys just do the normal kind of windmill stuff is like kind of deflating. I feel like we're in this era now where it really emphasizes creativity and yeah. dunking. Yeah, exactly. The, like the, the, the doing po- new dunks to white era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's less prop heavy than when Derek Williams jumped over a motorcycle. <laughs> Who wrote that out? Diddy? Uh, Crunch. Crunch, yeah. Crunch wrote the motorcycle out. out. Yeah, no, it's uh, Chase Budinger, I think. Dunked, dunked over Diddy. Diddy. <laughs> that, was the, that was the one, the time where Paul George did the Tron dunk where he shut off all the lights and nobody could see him do it. What? <laughs> oh, the dunk contest. So many wacky So weird, years. but also very forgettable. Like, this stuff yeah. is all things that are not in my brain anymore. Like, I remember some things, but there's some parts of that, especially with a guy like Paul George, right. you know, now, now an all-star, uh, 
you know, back in the dunk contest days. Okay, so Levine, clear favorite, champion last year. I just can't no wait to see. No one thinks he's going to lose this year. Everyone right. just says, well, unless he misses a bunch of dunks. You know, so, yeah, I think everyone's just more intrigued about the idea that he held back last year a little bit and might have still have some in his bag of tricks. What I heard, is he gonna I heard do? His, uh, his quote was, uh, when he was asked about his plan, his strategy for it this year was to, uh, do the big do big dunks early and get them on the first try. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what he did so great last year was nail them all. I yeah. think three of the four he got on the first try. Maybe all of them he got on the first. Yeah, I think try. three of the four. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's incredible. That's the way to go. Even it, uh, you know, I just think he's gonna he's really gonna he's gonna do some special stuff. You know, here. it's it's such a, it's so different because some years I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna be the new like gimmick dunk like right. Javale is you know dunking <laughs> on two hoops at the same time. Yeah. Or dunking three balls in at the same time on one hoop. Javel had some fun ones, yeah. but those are more like prop creativity ones. Whereas like Levine, it feels like he's inventing new dunks out there almost. Like that yeah. one he did was, that was behind the back last year. New styles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't wait to see what he pulls off this year just because I think it's going to be uh, genre expanding. It'll expand our, our expectations of what dunks can be. What do you want to see Zach do this this time? Do you have any ideas of, of, of things? Because for me, I'll go first. To me, that is the, the kind of gimmick stuff. I wonder if he can do something like that. Um, to spice up this year, not that he, you know, was short last year or something like that. Last year was incredible, and it was very pure in the way that it was just one ball, you know, no second hoop, no um, really that much help from anybody. Right. He took like a pass from Miggins on one. But I'm thinking this year he might try a double ball, something crazy we've never seen with two balls. I think is what I'm looking for. You see, I think that's a little too gimmicky for Zach. I think it he's might a dunk be. It'd, it'd be uncharacteristic of him, but I can see it in year two. Maybe he starts with like both feet on the ground and a basketball ball pinched in between his ankles jumps up dunks one reaches down grabs the one between his ankles and also dunks that that'd be you pretty know, crazy something yeah, like that, that or like i didn't know you could do that with two two basketballs there so i'm looking for something like that i don't think he's gonna wear a costume i know he did the space jam last yeah. year i don't know if he's gonna like do a throwback like um d brown like thing right. where you rip off your jersey and you wear another jersey underneath so i don't know I, I can see something uh you know uncharacteristic from zach this year he has the kind of hang time that he might be able to pull off that Gerald Green attempt from a couple years back where he tra- he took the net down so that he could dunk it with one hand, catch it with the other yeah. hand, and then dunk it on the way down with oh, the other hand. Gerald. Except Gerald had to pull himself up on the rim a little bit. He dunked yeah. it with his right hand and then pulled himself up with the right hand to get a second little <laughs> lift. I think Zach has the elevation that he could probably do that one without the cheating, which would be incredible. But the taking down the net kind of hurt Gerald. It kind of slowed down the competition, I think. Yeah. So here's my guess of what Levine's going to do. Yeah, what's because that? Because he can, he can dunk off both feet or one feet, and you need to be able to be a good one-foot jumper right. to do a windmill from the free-throw line. <laughs> oh! He's taking the free-throw line dunk to the next level. <sighs> wow, that would be something. He didn't really do any distance-based ones last year, did he? Right. You know, so I think that you're right. There is a gap there where it's like, what if he did something like that? Right. That's like my guess. Took the free throw line dunk to the next level. Did a windmill from the free throw. Be unheard of. That would be incredible. Looking I can't wait. forward to that. That's going to be really fun. I think Drummond will be entertaining. I've seen some of his college yep. dunk contests, and for a big man, he actually is very entertaining with his dunks. I just think it's tough for big men to win these things. I wanted to bring something up that yeah. I noticed from the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. Here is we go. Is that KG was there several years in a row, sitting courtside with a camcorder. His, like, his handheld <laughs> camcorder. Where are those tapes? Does does VHS like what? What are KG's home movies like in his vault? And like, what are those tapes like? I just kind of want to watch KG's like perspective, his POV of these dunk contests. Right? Did he get them converted to digital? That's what I'm saying. Are they just VHS? Or, or are they, they just, just like on the tapes, like hanging around somewhere? Right. I want to know where 
I, the NBA should do that because there's a lot of guys with camcorders right. sitting around there. The pre-smartphone age of of All Star games, lots of lots of recorders out there, right. lots of tape recorders, handheld. I things. Would just hate to see that history just you know fall by the wayside because they never got digitized. Well, and there's the stuff that you see on the court, and then you want his perspective. But then there's like all the other stuff, yeah, like of him just you know maybe shooting some footage of you know him joking around with Shaq or something like that. That would really be great. Let's get these uh, home movies. KG, where are your home movies, man? All right, quickly let's talk about All Star Game on Sunday, Scott. Anything uh, you'd like to bring up about the game on Sunday? What are you looking forward to? Is it going to be awkward next year when Cat makes the All Star team before Wiggins does? Well, I don't think. I mean, I I don't think so. I mean, it would be weird if it happened this year in Toronto. Right. But I think, um, you know, because I feel like Wiggins Wiggins has to get in by a fan vote or I don't know. I just feel like what Towns is doing is being recognized by the other team's coaches a little bit more right Right, now. Right, right, right. And they're probably game planning a little bit more for Towns than for Wiggins. And so I feel like because obviously I don't think Wiggins being a second year player in Minnesota is going to have the kind of fan vote that'll get him into the starting lineup by just like popularity. Yeah. But I don't know. Adam Silver said they're yeah, going to relook voted. at that. They were not happy with Zaza almost being voted in. I would be surprised <laughs> if the social Tom media. Foolery. I think they'll change the social media votes so they're weighted in a, a different way because yeah. they weren't happy with the, the voting this year. So who knows what it'll be like in the future. But I think Towns has a better chance of being picked by a coach than being voted in next year. Let's hope so. Let's get it going. Let's get let's This get past it going, month right? he's been playing like an all-star. His last month he's been doing 22, 12, you know, and oh, three a game. Amazing. Shooting 60, 90, 85, whatever. No, but, 60, 50, 80. It's going to be his season all next year, and then we'll have an all-star in our hands. Uh, first one since Kevin Love. That'll be fun. Woo. Um, cool. We're going to take a quick break, you guys, to thank our sponsor. Oh, uh, do you think uh, Co- uh, Kobe gets the MVP? I think Kobe I think Kobe definitely gets the MVP, um, and not just like a legacy thing. Like I think you think he, he's going to hit like seven threes or something? for like 27 points, and yeah. He's going to have one dunk that makes everyone get off the bench. No one's going to guard him, and I That's think right. he's going to be going for it, so... I, th- I think it'll be even less defense played on him than normal in an all-star game. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. All right. We got a great sponsor this week. Thanks for sponsoring us. As always, this week's sponsor is the brand new Timberwolves team recipe book. This is amazing. This is a brand new product that you can get at the arena in the team store. I thought um, this was great. You can get it online too. There's yeah. the Kindle version. Although, you know, cookbooks are really one of those things that you don't want to buy on a Kindle. You're not going to get your screen messy when you're cooking. Yeah. Yeah, cookbook well sales are great, man. That's one of the only things keeping the publishing industry alive is the cookbook sales. Yeah. This is no difference. This is you want the personality of it. This used to be a big trend in like the 70s era. A lot of baseball teams would have everyone from the front office staff to the minor league coaches to all the players submit like their own recipe that they have and then they would publish them in recipe books and so i'm glad that the timberwolves are doing that again uh very some very interesting recipes from across the board like i said this wasn't limited to just players it could be front office staff it could be coaches you know former players even you know i hear they just sent out a big email and um you know anyone who wanted to get involved um, they're in this book we have um, we have um, Timberwolves dancers. We even have um, you know a recipe from Crunch um, here in the Timberwolves team recipe book. Scott, let's run down some of the recipes that we have here. What, what are we looking at? Well, I, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that Andrew Wiggins had some Canadian fare for his recipe. Have to. I think we'd be surprised though that someone so skinny has a recipe for his own poutine. Hmm. It's the it's the Andrew Wiggins. 
popular poutine is what he's named it okay. in the cookbook. That's great. And in addition to having the normal mix of like, you know, French fries and cheese curds <laughs> and gravy, it's maple gravy. Oh, a little twist. With that little glaze right there. He's it. also decided to add in some onions. Oh. And also like chunks of What's a caribou is the animal or, or is it moose? I forget which one. Sounds it is. good to me. Cook it up. Yep. And so uh, some of those recipe uh, ingredients can be tough to find, but uh, that's one I'm going to try. Yeah, I love that. Uh, speaking of meat, Scott, uh, Nikola Pekovic has a, a recipe in the Timberwolves uh, team cookbook. Um, and it just simply is undercooked meat. Undercooked um, meat. A slab know, of it. Slab of it. Uh, you know, Peck, he is, um, you know, he definitely, um, you can just tell by looking at him, he's a man who loves himself. Um, some meat he is a carnivore this recipe um, calls for the meat to have like a comically large bone sticking out of the side of it so it looks like something from the flintstones yeah yeah, or maybe like when meat was a health power up and like double dragon and stuff like that yeah you want to be able to hold it by the bone that is protruding from the meat um just rip it off with, with your with your teeth there's like eating instructions here too you just rip that right off so undercooked meat from peck that's that, that's and there's a side recipe right. too for uh, a nice carrot glaze Ooh, that you can use on yum, that meat so, yum 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 what's know, next if pekovich could be any tree he'd be a carrot <laughs> Next up, we got a contribution from our interim head coach, Sam Mitchell. It's his special Salty Sam party mix. Oh, salt, getting salty. We, we know Smitch likes to get salty, and this, and this is the same it, thing. It's a, it skews. The party mix skews very salty. There's a lot of, uh, you know, crackers, uh, peanuts, uh, dry things like that. But there is some sweetness in here. Yeah, there's a little chocolate to give oh. it some of that, uh, you know, different taste. You don't want to have the party mix right. all just one. You got to get a, a lot of salt. Then a little sweet, a little unami, you know. Love that from Smitch. Uh, we also have a recipe in here from uh, KG, um, and it's just beef. You know, KG. You he know, he likes to he likes to get you know his beef on. He takes you through the steps of creating beef, how to yeah. maintain beef, how to grill it up and eat it when you're yeah. done. He's got all kinds of. Uh, he's just the master of beef. All the all the types of beef doesn't matter. Um, you know, if it's beef that's familiar to you or beef that you just met, he's got beef. Yo, it's no one can create beef easier. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Rubio from Spain. Ooh. He's gonna stick with his national dish. The Ricky Rubio Point Paella. Point Guard Paella is what it is. <laughs> wow. It's I a, love paella. I'm not a huge paella fan, to be honest, but this is a recipe that would make me at least want to give it a try because the instructions are written by Ricky himself, and oh. it's very, like, kind of an inspirational recipe because it talks like about making here. the ingredients work together and how if the ingredients work it's together, perfect. that they create something that's bigger than itself. Yeah, there's a lot of advice about just sharing that I think is uh, very applicable in this recipe. Ricky, you wouldn't expect anything less from him, point guard of our team. Last one, we have uh, we have Shabazz's gritty peanut butter and jelly. Um, that's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, as you would expect. But there's some oatmeal involved in this as well. That's something that uh, Shabazz likes to eat. To peanut butter you know, and jelly oatmeal. Peanut that's, butter and jelly oatmeal. That's that's good combo actually. Back when I was in college, I would just go to the um, you know the food hall, yeah. the mess hall or whatever yeah. and they had those kind of buffet things and there's always the <laughs> PB&J station yeah. and you could PB&J goes good on anything like I would get a bowl of ice cream and put PB&J on top it goes great with it innovative like, yeah PB&J goes great with a lot of things I'm sure it goes great with oatmeal yeah. that's the, the grit-tastic PB&J and oatmeal so good you guys you guys have to check out the Timberwolves team recipe book um, cookbook that is um, you know it's on sale now at Target Center and online we really appreciate them for sponsoring our show this week our thanks to Timberwolves uh, cookbook alright Scott it's time for mailbag it's a mailbag 
It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. I love mailbag. Mailbag time, you guys. How could I get my question into the show? Yeah, if you want to ask a question, all you have to do is tweet at us. We are at WolvesCast, C-A-W-O-L-V-E-S-C-A-S-T, at, uh, on, excuse me, on Twitter. Also, you can go to our website, and we do have a contact page there. You can email us there. Send us a question. We'll or, or on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook, message us there. Anywhere you can find us. We're find us flexible. on the street Very and uh, tap us on the shoulder and the ask Saint us Paul a question. Skyways. Wherever. Exactly. It's all good. Our first question comes to us from Kyla. Uh, she is at K-K-C-O-C-H-C-T-I-H. A very strange uh, handle there. It, I think uh, it's private, too. She might not want you following her. It's private. It's private. Don't, don't even don't I even want to retweet around. all of her great observations, but it's just for friends only. Her question reads, who would you pick in your celebrity starting five for the all-star celebrity game? Dead or alive? Real or fictional? I'm going with Prince, Lola Bunny, Abe Lincoln, Air Bud, and Irdis Elba. That comes mm. to us from Kyla. Thanks for the question, Kyla. So we have to come up it's with a, a celebrity squad. starting five, the celebrity game. Lola um, Bunny from Space Jam. Yeah, we got some ballers in there. Air Bud got some people who can shoot it. You know, I'm sure. Um, you know, Prince obviously knows how to play. I like Lincoln. That's yeah, a good choice. that's a, that's a good one. So basically, pick anybody you want to, whether they're real or not, and uh, come up with the starting five. Scott, kick us off here. Who are your Who are your five? All right, my five. I'm going to start out with Tyler, the creator, the odd future visionary rapper. Mm. He's got the creator right in his name, so he's going to play point guard. I feel like he's going to create a lot of open looks. Create plays. Yeah. If you got the nickname, the creator, you're going to be a good point guard, I feel like. Next up, at small forward, I'm going to have Jake the dog from Adventure Time. He's, he's got magical stretchy powers, and that'll allow him to be everywhere on the court. He's got, like, <laughs> you think Giannis has got a wingspan. Whoa. Just wait until you see Jake the dog stretch out. He can actually make his body look like any NBA player he wants, I guess. I didn't even think about that. That's he can great. form fit it. Yeah. Um, next up, we got the ghost of Jerry Garcia. He's at our power forward spot, the ghost of Jer. He's everywhere. He fills us up with love and understanding. Bill Walton won a championship with the spirit of Jerry Garcia back for the Portland Trailblazers. And to this day, he... I didn't he, know that. He credits he credits Jerry Garcia with that champion. I like it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, He's a disciple. Good enough for Bill, good enough for me, is what yeah. I've always said yeah. about everything in my life. Yeah, sure. Uh, next up at shooting guard, we got Maya Moore. Oh, I just feel like Maya. WNBA, one-time WNBA MVP, one-time finals MVP, <laughs> yep. three times WNBA champion, Beautiful. rookie of the year. She's best, the best. Best basketball player in Minnesota. Yeah. I said it. Team so, Jordan. Uh, who can stop Maya? No one in the WNBA so far, so <laughs> she's going to be on my team. Yeah. And then finally, at center, holding it down, Charizard. He's got, uh, he's the final evolutionary form of Charmander. Take him all the way up. He's got fire. One hopefully of the biggest Pokemon. Hopefully he'll obey me better than he obeyed his master Ash in the TV show. <laughs> I think he would. He's got a holographic got, card. I got more gym badges, so he has to respect me more. Um, that's how it works. That's a nice starting five, Scott. I like that. What uh, are you thinking? Well, what's going to be your dream team? I'm going to go with uh, the droid BB-8 as my point guard. Uh, I just um, can see him rolling around, pushing the ball, making it happen. He's got to be careful. He's not mistaken for the ball. That's the thing. It's that's like a you know that that's like a sleight of hand move he can do. 
you know, to, Ooh. you know, you know, really get, you know, a little confusion on the court. You grab the wrong ball. It's a foul. <laughs> this one's heavier. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. There you go. Um, I got Paul Rudd at shooting guard. Um, I just, uh, you know, in my, in this celebrity, um, game, I'm hanging out with all these people, mm. um, too. Yeah, I'm the game. coach. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think Paul Rudd, I like pretty much like every movie he's in and think he's a great guy. And you keep see. it light. You keep it light keep in the locker room. Light, have a, I think he'd probably have a good game on the court. Um, uh, shoot, uh, small forward, Dave Chappelle. Um, again, going back to what we're talking about with Kyler with Prince, I think he can shoot it. I think he can ball. Um, Another guy who can make you laugh. There you go. Someone I want to have around the team for uh, chemistry, for sure. Dave Chappelle coming out there uh, with some pancakes, whatever. Um, Bojack Horseman um, is my power forward. He is literally a horse. Um, so I think he'd be a good person to have in the post, pushing people around um, down so, there. It's a commentator cliche to say that he's the workhorse <laughs> of the team. Right. So yeah, Bojack Horseman. He he's he's the workhorse and the real horse um, on my team. And then rounding it out at center, I have the McDonald's character Grimace. Ooh. Um, he's big. He's purple. He's gonna dunk on you. The purple mound of rebound. That's right. He's gonna grab down all the all the rebounds and uh, help out his um, fellow fictional team for the most part. I'd Grimace. be scared to play against him. He scares me. I don't want to match up with Grimace. That guy's huge. All um, right. Great question. Uh, let us know your starting five for yeah. the celebrity game. It Real could be or anybody. fictional. <laughs> it's live nice or like dead. That. It's nice like that. It could be anybody. Uh, next question comes to us from Adam. He asked, a few years ago, the NBA experimented with adding horse to All-Star Weekend. Although it didn't work out, it was a fun idea. What are your guys' go-to horse shots? That comes to us again from Adam. Thanks for writing. Okay, so horse um, or pig or whatever you like, a little fun driveway game. Always fun to get that going a little bit. Show off what kind of shots you have. We've played many games of horse against each other. Oh, yeah. You got you got to play horse. I know your moves. <laughs> I know your moves. Um, for me, I like I like to go with an over-the-backboard shot. Mm. Um, you know, it's deceptive because it's very close. It's almost a layup in a way. You're right next to the rim, but you have to... It takes a lot of skill to throw it over the backboard and pretty much land without any rim right on top of the net. Um, it's kind of a difficult shot, but uh, for Ricky you, Rubio shot. Oh boy, Ricky is. Oh man, he'd be incredible. I think he horse. still holds the Guinness record for it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. It was back that, when he was in the Rising All-Star. Star. Yeah, yeah, back when he was doing Rising Star challenges, he once uh, set a record in one of the warm-up practices for a like, world record. Yeah, they had for like, like a most, Guinness person like counting. I most remember most behind the backboard shots that went in in sixty <laughs> seconds, and Ricky was just shot after shot. Which at the time, Amazing. especially, was what you always said about Ricky's shooting, which is that he's better at circus shots. He's than a he better was. trick shot artist yeah, than he was at because like when he would get hit, he would just throw it up wildly and go in sometimes. But anytime he tried to jump her back, then totally it was, it was less good. He's worked on it a lot. Well, what's though. your go-to, better. Scott? When we're playing horse, or when last time you played horse? Um, uh, to me, I remember the last time we played horse was at your bachelor party yep. in the in a pool in a water park. Yeah, you played water park horse. That's even uh, more fun too because you can do like the sit on the side of the pool shots. Yeah, yeah lots of fun ones with that. Well, but what, what's your go to? What what do you go for? Mine whenever I need a shot that I can uh, I can make, and one of the next guys will probably miss. Yeah, is I like to stand directly underneath the the backboard. And then bend my neck up, you know, like so I'm looking directly up underneath yes. the, uh, the hoop. And then depending on who I'm playing with and how they've been doing, I could either choose to do a bank where I bank it off the backboard uh-huh. or, and have it go in. Or I could say no rim and just toss it up a little finger roll, have it fall right straight through the net. But keep your back, uh, you know, if we're playing with a wall, if you're playing, you know, you keep your back like uh, to the backboard. So you're standing directly under the backboard. Yes. And then you have to toss in a shot. 
you know, really over your head, yeah. either off the backboard or nothing but net. Almost like, like a hook shot. Right, exactly. But you have to stand. Like, no jumping either. You have to stand like... <laughs> flat foot. Flat foot, yeah. yeah. Feet are planted. <laughs> some some horse shots right there. You know, horse... It's very important to have a couple shots that, you know, maybe don't make every time, but you're somehow more apt at getting those shots in. You gotta right. have those. When you need a go-to, yeah, have one to go to. Some Something tricky to go to. Uh, cool. Trick shots, mailbag, uh, all that stuff. Again, make sure you drop us a line on Twitter or on our website, and you you too can be in mailbag. All these other people are writing in uh, mailbag questions. Why aren't you, the yeah. listener? We'll uh, read them. Yeah, we'll read them for sure, definitely. And Scott, up next, we're talking about uh, skimming for Simmons. We're Ooh. talking about tanking. Hashtag, hashtag. Tanking, let's That race it. to the bottom. We skimming. We skimming for Simmons. Okay, so let's got um, uh, we have 28 after the All Star break here. We have 28 games to go. Okay, so um, where are the Wolves right now as far as the bottom of the league standings, and uh, what sort of things do we have to look for coming up here in the last uh, stretch run, last third of the season? Sure. You know, uh, when I brought it up about a month ago, we we talked about it a little bit. And at the time, I was saying the Wolves had a good shot maybe of being the fifth worst record, but I was hoping they could be the fourth worst record or maybe even the third worst record in the league um, because I knew that none of us were going to touch the Sixers and we were not going to touch the Lakers. They're just too far down. They're the only two teams that are on pace to win less than 20 games. Uh, the Sixers are on pace to win 12 games this season. Lakers are on pace to win 16. And there's just not enough that we can do to lose uh, enough games to make that, hap- that happen. One and two are off limits. Right. They're One there. and two off limits. They're pretty much stuck there. And I'm also going to say that after watching the Suns, I feel like the Suns are below us easily now. Um, I think Suns will get that third pick. Nets yeah, they have finally also traded Hor- they finally fired Hornsack and yeah. and have, have, have kind of you know we'll see what happens with the trade deadline here they'll probably get rid of and that's again with the Nets too who are right there with the Suns right that's another trade deadline uh, team to watch yeah I think that uh, it's looking more and more like the Wolves have taken themselves out of the running for a top four pick uh, mostly on uh, just how bad they, I mean the Wolves have been bad but they haven't been as bad as the Suns and the Nets have been right. since we last talked about it they've actually been losing games at an even higher rate than we have if you could believe that <laughs> the Suns in particular are like now like 23 for their last 25 games Ooh. like they've lost so many and oh, I so remember those days from last year Awful. so I, I gotta just tip my cap to the Suns you're better at tanking <laughs> than us to the Nets you shouldn't be tanking and you're just really terrible there's no reason for you to be losing games you don't have your own pick oh my yeah. god why can't you win games That's you have so all-star pathetic. caliber players oh my god it's so pathetic <laughs> Uh, then we got the Wolves at number five. The good news is I feel like we're solid at five. Right. I think that the Pelicans are kind of stuck. You see, we're on pace for 26 wins this season, and the Pelicans are on pace for 31 now. It's a five-game difference we've opened up between us. And thank God that Anthony Davis didn't make uh, you know the starting lineup for the All-Star <laughs> game because now Anthony Davis needs to be an all-NBA team player at the end of this season or else he'll lose $23 million that he could have added onto his contract in bonuses and incentives. That's quite... $23 uh, million. Dollars. That's uh, oh, that's quite the reason to play well here for the last stretch of the season. And so I'm worried about the Pelicans because the Pelicans are doing everything they can to like lose. They, right. they just shut down Tyreek for the rest of the season. 
Gordon's injured. Gordon's out. They're going to trade Ryan Anderson. Right. And so it's basically just and like Anthony Davis can make an all NBA team while playing on a losing team. He can score 40 sure. points a night and they can still lose the game. And then it's just, uh, I mean, I guess Drew Holiday played kind of nice. That's a good thing yeah, against was, us. But it's just like, I don't see... coming off the bench. Yeah. On one hand, like, Davis is going to be incredibly motivated to play, like, the number one fantasy pick that he was for a lot of people in their fantasy leagues. Um, but I just don't think the team will necessarily get a lot of wins, but hopefully an MVP kind of effort from Davis the rest of the season. We'll keep them at the number six spot, maybe the number seven spot for them if they keep rising. I think Wolves are fairly uh, safe at the five spot. It's going to be hard for them to move down or up at this point. So uh, that's where people can start looking at in terms of our lottery odds. Uh, it's hard to move up to the first spot from the fifth spot, but it's been done before. Um, I think that when people are looking at draft picks or college players, I know a lot of Wolves fans start to watch college football or basketball about this time. They get a feel for the tournament so they can fill out their brackets. And so people are wondering what teams to watch, which players to watch. I'd say, you know, you can probably stop watching Simmons. It's kind of a home run at this point. Um, <laughs> look for guys and like the, that would be available in the five range. I would yeah, say. yeah, sure. Maybe like a three to five. We got uh, DraftExpress.com um, as of today. Their top five is number one, Ben Simmons from LSU. Number two, Brandon Ingram uh, from Duke. Number three, Dragon Bender. Um, he's playing overseas at uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv um, in the EuroLeague. Uh, number four, Chris Dunn from Providence. He's a point guard. Number five, Jalen Brown, who plays at Cal. That's your top five right now. So, you know, maybe the Wolves finish with a couple names we've heard before. A couple names in there, a couple, um, you know, got a Euro guy and then. Um, you know, but yeah, hopefully the Wolves um, do stick into a, you know bottom five and can you know be in maybe in the three four range if they can jump up one or two spots. And I know the, a lot of Wolves there. fans on Twitter are scouting Bobby Heald, yes, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Uh, player who is a great three point shooter. I think Draft Express has him at like eight or nine right now, so right. definitely a lottery guy. I think he's older too. I don't think it's a, he's a freshman. Yeah, he might be a junior or something like that. But you know, a lot of this stuff is is moves around a lot uh, when the tournament comes up. So you know, we're still kind of a ways out from. Uh, from the end of June when the draft will be obviously, but you know, a couple guys to keep your keep keep your eyes on. Neil, um, would you check them out? Say uh this Chris Dunn kid from Providence, point yeah, guard. Point guard. If he falls to us and he's the best talent on the board, would you not take him because he's a point guard and we've got point guard figured out already? Well, yeah, well, I mean, this is what um, you know, every year you come around and uh you know you talk about best player versus drafting for need and hey the Wolves don't really need a point guard, but uh, you know, I I think you and I are in agreement that uh, the best player available is who you take. And, um, you know, even if you have Ricky Rubio on the team or you have a point guard for sure, you just take him. You know, this is uh, something that um, you, you, it, to me, the main reason about this is that you just never really know what's going to happen to your team as far as injuries. Um, the way um, that a player might regress or, or jump up in a way. So even though, you know, we think we're good at the point guard position. If it came down to us um, um, and our number was up and somehow Chris Dunn is the best player available, you take him, right? That, that, that's what I think you need to do. It would be kind of weird and awkward, but you take him and figure it out later. Yeah, I don't think there's any position on the Wolves right now that is so sealed up we can't use the extra depth. You know, Ricky's great, but by the time Ricky's contract will probably be over by the time Towns and Wiggins are 
you know, really hitting their stride. So the question becomes then, do you want to re-sign Ricky later on? I know that's far down the road, but we're going to be peaking as a team after Ricky's contract or in the last few years of Ricky's contract. So it's never too late or early to be thinking about what's next, especially yeah. if we're thinking about next year. We're talking about earlier this episode about Zach Levine needing to stay at shooting guard. That means that I don't think Andre Miller is coming back next year to play with us. Right. And I'm not sure Tyus is going to be ready next year. So right. you got to have a backup plan. I don't know if we go out and sign someone. There are so many veteran point guards in this league that are, you know, take a little bit of money to sign and yeah, not, yeah. not much, you know, do one year deals like Mo Williams did. But I think there's an argument that we could draft a point guard and have somebody who could, you know, lead the bench so we don't have to put it in Zach's hands again in the future. Center, maybe we got two good centers, but if you draft another promising young big, you can always have that as leverage for contract negotiations with Gorgie. Worst case scenario, you can trade Gorgie if you feel like you got something better than Gorgie. But if, yeah, I mean, that know. would be the real situation for us. If we somehow end up in the top three, Simmons is like 6'10", power forward. Ingram's like a big, shoot, uh, excuse me, small forward. He's like 6'9". Dragon, uh, dude, to seven feet. So the the top three are bigs, and that's kind of what the Wolves, you know, especially at the center position, have a lot of. So, you know, there, there, there's kind of stuff like that at every position. You just have to take the best guy and make it all work. Yep, um, I, I agree. So that's skimming. Plus, it's so hard for us to know who's the best guy. You know, it's, yeah. sometimes it's just if you if you see a talent that you know so can make it in the NBA or yeah, you could develop. Absolutely. Go with it. Um, cool. Skimming for Simmons. That's a look at the bottom of the standings. Uh, Wolves uh, have, you know, another third of the season left. Uh, lots we'll come of, back. Lots we'll of come games. back before the tournament and we'll talk about That's which right. players to watch. We'll have a, a little bit more. We'll do a, our own draft board or something like that. Where yeah. We'll get into some more prospects that we should be watching through the tournament, but we'll wait until we get a little closer to college hoops. That's coming right up. We'll swallow the bitter pill and actually watch college basketball. <sighs> I don't know about that. That's scary to me. Uh, cool. Well, um, it's uh, that part of the show, Scott. It's the end of the show. And uh, typically at the end of the show, we uh, play a game. Um, and uh, this week... Uh, it's an all-star themed episode, so we might as well make the game all-star that's themed right, as well. That's right. These, uh, this, uh, this game for you um, is not uh, Timberwolves based, but it is all-star based. Um, we're going to play From... Oh, from. a wonderful game that we've played before on this from. show, where we ask, where, where's, that, where's that NBA player from? Where's not not from? country, but school. Yeah, where did he play? So Mostly um, colleges, with a few rare <laughs> exceptions still in the league. Scott and I are going to quiz each other on, uh, all-star, on the all-star rosters um, from this year, 2016, in Toronto. Um, I've got some East players to quiz Scott on where they're from. He's got some West players to quiz me on where they're from. We'll see who fares better and go from there. Scott, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, let me start. Okay. I'll ask you the first Western Conference All-Star. You tell me where he is from. Okay. Neil, your first question, your first All-Star starting the game. Kawhi Leonard from... San Diego State. That's right. San Diego State University. San Diego. Um, I don't think I'm trying to think. I mean, not many NBA players have come from San Diego State. That's kind of a that's kind of a tough one. I don't even know the mascot. Are they like the Chargers or the Devils? <laughs> something like that. The, the Charging Devils. Palm trees. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Something like that. All right, Scott, from the East, uh, your player to name where they're from is Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Nearby. From, Nearby. From, from Marquette. Marquette. Over in Wisconsin. I had a friend who went to Marquette and I went and visited him. And it's a fun little college campus. It seems like a lot of fun like dive bars and, you know, greasy places to eat. Scott, bonus question. Another player on the East squad is also from Marquette. Who is it? 
Ooh, who's another one? I didn't know this one. This one was surprising to me. Now I wish I looked at the E Squad before we did this. Any guesses? Um, who uh, who also is from Marquette? Played at Marquette. Kalari? Nope. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Oh, I, I would have known that, but he's not on the All Star team anymore. He's not he totally sucked me out. You know, no, he's, uh, if I had the roster in front of me, I feel like I might have guessed Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy but... Butler. No idea. Oh man, no idea. But not technically an all-star, so my record is still perfect. Yep. Um, Neil, your next Western Conference all-star. Can you tell me where LaMarcus Aldridge went to school? From? Tejas, Texas. Oh, that's right. I was surprised. I didn't know that one. UT. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I ever saw him in a Texas uniform. Again, we don't watch lots of college basketball. Right. But you know, Durant, Auburn Orange. you know Durant and, and uh, you know, different players from Texas. But yeah, the Lamar, LMA. From Texas. Um, Scott, the guy you just said, whose name? Uh, Scott, where's Kyle Lowry from? Where did he go to school? Oh, geez. Not Marquette. Not Marquette. Um, hint, same conference, I think. Or, I, you know, I think uh, things have been jumbled up a little bit. Um, Big East School. Kyle Lowry from... Big East School. Same school as former Wolf uh, Randy Foy. Um, Villanova. Got it. Yes. <laughs> there you all go. All right. There you go. Oh, I wasn't sure about that sometimes. one. I feel good. I there feel good. Go. I'll say I had that one all the way, but I, you I'd it. be lying to you. you I'd it. be lying to you. <laughs> all right. right. Let's finish it up. I saved the hardest one for last, of oh, course. No. Neil, can you tell me Clay Thompson from Ugh. Clay? Oh, man. Is he Washington? Close. What is it? Washington State. Oh, that's not a thing. Oh. <laughs> Washington State. Washington State. What is their mascot? I have no idea. Go uh, what? Go go uh, Huskies. No, that's that's Washington. That's, Washington. that's what you're thinking of. That's oh, what you're geez. thinking of. Uh, well. I, al- I almost chose this from an Eastern player. Do you know what Eastern Conference All-Star also played at Washington? This year's Eastern Conference all-Stars. Play, another player played at Washington. He's a point guard. Mm, point guard. I should be able to get this then. Um, the backup point guards that made the squad. Was it John? No, he would play it in Kentucky. Never mind. I don't think he's an All-Star either. Uh, Shortest player in the game. Isaiah Thomas. What? Oh, also Isaiah from Washington. Thomas is an All-Star. I forgot Isaiah was an All-Star. Man, also I should have had the Wa- roster pulled up. This is really... Uh... Also from Washington. Oh, man. Isaiah... Uh, <laughs> That's right. Also, Isaiah. Okay, my Notable last one. Alumni. My last one for you from the Eastern Conference uh, to finish up our game of from Scott Andre Drummond from UConn. UConn. You got I only it. know that because I was watching his college <laughs> slam dunk contest. <laughs> oh, he he did he did his dunk contest in college. Yeah, I forget who is on his. Was Terrence Jones on his team when he was Maybe. in college? Oh. Yeah. He had another guy who entered the NBA from UConn the same year Drummond did, and they were like going at it together. Maybe it was Terrence Ross. Uh, my, there you I go. Forget. But go watch those YouTubes online. Drummond in college, very funny stuff. Always, very always fun. good to see a big dunking. Scott, before we close um, out t- um, tonight's show, um, we have to um, shout out um, a very special listener. Um, he is our non-listener of the week. Ooh. That's right. It's a new award we decided to start giving out. Our non-listener of the week. Who is our non-listener of the week? This week's uh, this week's winner, as always. He's never heard the show. Who is he? Our winner is Clancy Manship from Cleveland, O-H-I-O. To oh. claim your fabulous prize package, email us within the next week, Clancy. And thanks again for not listening. That's right. So if you're not listening, let us know. You might be our 
non-listener of the week. Um, Scott, another programming note. Next week, we're not going to have a show. Oh, thanks a lot, Adam Silver. Oh, man. For your long all-star break. Actually, thank you a lot, Adam Silver, for giving these guys some rest and uh, sharpening them up for the stretch run of the season and uh, the playoffs. Giving Ricky a little bit more time to tan. <laughs> Give it a nice, they appreciate it a nice it. color. They appreciate it. There'll be no basketball for a week, and so we will not have a show next week. It's um, like the Mitch Hedberg joke where he goes, I was thinking about whitening my teeth, and then I thought, f*** it, I'll get a tan. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah, so no show. Um, so I hope you can survive a week without us. We'll be back on Friday, uh, February 26th with another brand new episode of Timberwolves, the podcast. Oh, man. I hope you, all of you guys have such a great All-Star Sunday. Hopefully you have, ah, a, great, so excited. have a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. As Nikola Pekovic would say, I peck you, Valentine. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks, you guys. So make sure you... Come on back at that point. Don't don't lose don't lose us. Don't lose us in an off week, okay? All right, everybody. Love you all. Consider this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being solid. <laughs>